Buongiorno, breadheads. What's up? What's up? What is up, breadheads? Another day in the automobile with Ty. Mm, I need more bread. I need more head. <laughs> Hanging in the car with Eric. The booth. <laughs> That's right. Honestly, recording in the car is so underrated. Like, you already have, like, built-in insulation. Like, we have a sunroof open right now, but we could... Close that shit. How do you close your sunroof in here? Is it automatic? Well, the car, the car is off, Ty. Ah. Um, as we... So as we see black Range Rovers drive by, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Yeah, we're we're in this insulated German cocoon, mm-hmm. and we have our Yeti mic mm-hmm. posted up in the gear shifter. It'd be funny to like replace the rearview mirror and like screw in the microphone. That'd be kind of cool because you could drive with it. Yeah, totally, dude. Like using this as your clutch is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, handling this thing manually uh, right now. We're driving manual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, we are podcasting manual. That's but right. We're on the streets. We're on our beat today. I feel like two guys in a cop movie. The city's looking a little dicey tonight, Eric. I don't know if the mic is going to pick this up, but I can hear the faint buzzing <laughs> in the distance. And I know what it is. I know it's a man using a chainsaw to steal <laughs> a bike off a bike lock. And I know because there was a witness that saw it right before I hopped in this car. Yeah, it, it's true. And I can verify Ty's statements because as I pulled up, I had heard some sawing in the distance. I was saying like, oh, wow, it's kind of late for construction. At the, It's like, what kind of hour is this for construction? But then, yeah, Ty was able to confirm that it was a bike being stolen. Yeah. And any ID on the bike? No ID on the bike, but I, it's pretty ballsy to jack a bike with like a, a tool that large like and that loud. There's sparks flying everywhere, a loud buzzing. And how are they going to like bike with a chainsaw in their hand? That's going to look <laughs> like some like purge ass shit, you know? Dude, I would not underestimate the unhoused and their ability to bike with like a million things on them. Yeah, dude. They're practicing for like their circus away audition. Absolutely. Are they juggling random shoes and stolen objects <laughs> as they down the street. Yeah, dude. But yeah, here we are. We're, you know, recording the next episode. Ty, I wanted to tell you about my adventures on Tuesday night after directly after our episode. Ooh. Our last episode. I went to a Canucks game. And mm. this is my first time sitting at the sports bar located inside Rogers Arena. Right, Are right, you familiar right. with this like no. location in the, in the stadium? I don't typically dabble in it with like any of the natural National Hockey League's enterprises. <laughs> so, no, mm. I haven't. I've obviously been to our local arenas for the stadium food and a few concerts, but never made it into a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And actually saying that out loud, Eric doesn't make a lot of sense (laughs) what do you mean a sports bar in an arena well ty it is literally called the sports bar and i actually got into a fight with my girlfriend about this like driving to it because she said oh yeah we're um we're gonna go to the sports bar and i said okay great where is it and like what is it called (laughs) and she said no no no, the sports bar and I, i had like a moment driving where i was like on an empty stomach navigating vancouver traffic rush hour traffic and i have almost a nervous breakdown because i didn't know that the sports bar she was referring to was literally called the sports bar and it was already in the arena so like going to the sports bar is like irrelevant information completely Mm -hmm. because i already know i'm going to the game Mm -hmm. so i'm so confused here though like why would you go to a hockey game pay for the (laughs) tickets to go sit in a like a simulation of a sports bar while to watch the game that's happening live in front of you like, I'm assuming you're sitting in a booth watching the game on a TV. 
it's true. It truly dumbfounded me, Ty, because I walked in and it is exactly like you would imagine. It's a sports bar. There's like 900 TVs, all like 30 inches. Like you only need like one 80 inch TV. Mm-hmm. Think about it. But there's like several like monitor size TVs plastered around the entire um, venue, all showing the Canucks game. So they're all showing the same game until you go to the bathroom. And that's where women's soccer is playing. Interesting. So it was really strange. I was like at the urinal with the women's soccer game, like an inch from my forehead. And that was extremely boring. I couldn't get it. I couldn't wait to finish pissing. (laughs) (laughs) Getting back to watching the game. Exactly. But then Ty, you kind of like walk through this place. And again, I want to reiterate, this is like you enter from outside, you go into the stadium and that's Mm -hmm. where it is, right? You go upstairs and then you just kind of like go to the back and then you can see the ice from like tables so you can see the ice but then you think nah i'm good i want to watch that over here on this 42 inch tv it's so strange it's like it's almost like watching it at home except you also are watching like like a laugh track (laughs) or something because the audience sounds are very very loud obviously Mm -hmm. wait is there a delay like do you hear a roaring cheer down in the stadium and then a second later, you watch the puck go in the net on the TV? That is a good question, but I'm not an idiot. I just went and watched the game normally and took advantage of the table service that mm. was provided. I think that's the real value here. Mm-hmm. And you're able to kind of like have a full meal before the game or like maybe during the intermission. I think that's like the real reason why it's set up like this. Mm-hmm. However, you can also get food to your seat. So I just did that and I was able to wolf that down while watching the intermission. This is all so fascinating because you, Eric, are a known stadium food hater. So walk me through how you ended up in this situation. Well, Ty, obviously this is some corporate um, sponsorship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, shout I would not be... Shout out to Zencaster. <laughs> shout out to Babel. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would not be in like a specially branded seat. Mm. You know, I would just be at like, I don't know, row 10, seat 4, like something like that. Right, Instead, right, right. I'm in this like weird booth with like... I don't know all the other people there, like if they had purchased those tickets um, or they were also Nepo babies like myself. Right. But so did all like your like napkins and stuff have like some sort of B tier tech company logo on it, like a Dropbox or a LinkedIn? (laughs) (laughs) No, I wish I wish (laughs) I wish my uh, burger was branded with a Deloitte logo (laughs) on the the top. You know, they do that at their Christmas party. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, no, I didn't have that, but because it was a sponsored thing that Bay was invited to, I was a plus one tonight. I got free food and free drinks. That's um, awesome. But this is the actual thing I wanted to talk about, Ty. They had okay, so they took our order for my my burger, the Canuck burger. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, very good. Had some caramelized onions, some mushrooms. All <laughs> toppings I wish that Subway offered. <laughs> like but those maybe... are like traditionally burger things. Like you don't put caramelized onions in a sandwich. Not in a traditional sandwich, but this Subway is anything but. (laughs) And here's my biggest thing is, especially as a vegetarian, there's very few warm foods that you can put on your foot long. You can get it toasted with the meats, but if you're not doing the meats, then you don't got that much heat coming in. Like not heat in a spicy way, but heat in a uh, a heat way. Right. So like uh, some like fried onions on a warmer or fried mushrooms would would really, I think, add that umami and that just spruce it up. 
I think so as well. And also to take a bit of the edge off of the raw onion stench that you mm-hmm. get when you add in just plain onions, mm-hmm. although they taste the best, if you're having that for lunch, you know, you're going back to the office with some gnarly, gnarly mm, breath. High so risk move, high risk move. It is a high risk move. But yeah, got the burger, got got a side of yam fries, and they came with this, um, the most watery dip I've ever mm. seen. I don't think it's meant to be like that. I think they like fucked up the consistency. It's AO leaking. AO leaking all over the place. But anyways, I digress. When I order it, they soon after bring me a set of utensils wrapped in a white cloth. Wow, fancy ass shit, dude. I didn't realize that the sports bar would put up like that. They really did. And so I'm I'm looking at this thing. I'm like sitting in a traditional like seat. And then I start looking around for like, where's the pullout tray table? Like Mm -hmm. when you're sitting at the exit row, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I'm like, is there like a secret door hatch where I can like pull out a full table and unfold it? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking around like, what the hell do I do with this like fork and knife? I'm just like sitting there holding it, watching the game. (laughs) And then shortly uh after like 20 15 minutes i guess they come by with my burger in like a paper little tray mm. and i was like holding the burger and fries with one hand and then holding the utensils in the other i'm like <laughs> how the fuck do i eat this i don't even have a table it's like that kanye tweet about the water bottle now what do you how are you you're responsible for this fork and knife mm-hmm. like you're holding it like a pickaxe or like mm-hmm. this is the like first class equivalent of like the the foam finger at the stadium you're just kind of <laughs> Hucking it in the air all night. Absolutely. It's like in first class when they give you like too many like amenities. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't need this like nail clipper right now. It's yeah. like too much shit to, to keep track of. <laughs> so I have this like conundrum. I have this too much shit in my hands. Um, luckily, no one was sitting next to me on the left. So I could just like use that as a table. Nice. Um, so I was able to navigate this, but really weird like system for mm. trying to like elevate the experience, but then not remembering that there's no table. Yeah, dude, the minute you're putting your cutlery on a chair that's hosted a thousand butts, the <laughs> a thousand fat American and Canadian butts. Hell yeah. Then I think they have accidentally de-elevated the experience. Absolutely. So I just literally just put the cutlery in the uh, drink holder and then just ate the burger normally. Dude, you gotta handle hand it to airlines at this point because <laughs> despite all of their constraints, they have managed to optimize the tiny chair meal every single food item (laughs) has like a little inset piece of plastic either in the tray or on the hatch hatch table itself i know exactly what you're talking about and the stadiums have not considered it whatsoever i don't know if there's just too many chairs or not enough big brains that own the sports teams Mm -hmm. you know what you're not really supposed to eat at games (laughs) <laughs> this Maybe goes back to it. my initial theory. It's like eating at the game is pointless. You go for the early dinner and then go for like a drink and I don't know, like a like a steak tartare after the mm-hmm. game. You know what I mean? Something light. Eating like the thirty dollar hot dog is not going to serve you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, I think the infrastructure requires the interest. It's kind of a hot dog or the cup holder, chicken or the egg type <laughs> challenge that we have here at the stadium. So. That is right. I feel for you, Eric. I feel bad that you had to go through that. Thank you for sharing <laughs> your story. It's okay. It, it was free and it was pretty good. And I had two large beers Hell free yeah. as well, which is amazing. Like I probably would have spent like $80 there, like between me and Bay, mm-hmm. maybe more because we both had food. She had a lobster roll, like nice. a full size lobster Dude, roll. Insert <laughs> hospital meme. Don't eat the lobster roll at 
sports stadium. <laughs> the sports stadium. It's truly a twisted name. But mm. um, yeah, that was my night, man. And Dude, I got to say, it was a good game, too. I got to say, like, kudos to you for drinking two beers. I feel like I've been on a two-beer train lately, meaning that I can't just do one. I do two, and I'm done. And I think if I think two beers is the foot long of beers. Yes, you're right. One beer is just a six inch. It just wets the palate. Mm-hmm. It gets you craving another one, but it doesn't satisfy. I guess it kind of depends on the size too. Like when you go to a brewery and there's like an option for like a 12 ounce or a 24 ounce, mm. it's quite literally a six inch and a 12 inch. It really is. And if you don't get the 12 inch beer, you're kind of a pussy. Mm-hmm. And then like your friends have every right to make fun of you. Yeah, totally. It really depends on the beer, though. Like, you know, I have a strict rule I live by, which is no drinks over 12 ounces unless it's water or light beer. (laughs) Not even a 12 ounce or 24 ounce uh, dark IPA. That's so much dark IPA, my guy. I don't think I could handle that. (laughs) Maybe I could. I I, I I could. could. I think I could. But we've got to draw the line somewhere. We do. Um, speaking of footlongs, Eric, I need to talk to you. I need to circle back on a conversation we had last episode with the breadheads and it was okay. about the foot long cookie. Do you the remember the footlong cookie? cookie? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, cookie. Yeah. Yeah. the one that's, uh, being given away, thrown away by the Toronto subways. <laughs> thrown away is a good way to describe it for the breadheads who missed last episode. Subway is launching a foot long co- cookie nationwide for sale in all their stores. What a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, what we didn't talk about, Eric, is the other two foot-long snacks that subway is launching along with it okay not one but two foot-long snacks so how many feet are we at three <laughs> i think we're at three feet of snacks <laughs> four if you include the foot long yeah dude you can eat four feet of food at subway and they're all different <laughs> that's crazy that is pretty crazy unless these other things are designed to be put in the sandwich mm-hmm. well they're not but they could be used to augment a sandwich in some way so let me walk you through them. The first one, Eric, is obviously the cookie. The second mm-hmm. one is a foot-long pretzel, which I think they're doing in collaboration with a <laughs> great American pretzel company. I'm not sure which one. There are many. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pretzel itself is like almost like a pretzel bun. It's okay. kind of like, uh, like a fluffy pretzel. Okay. And it is 12 inches long and about 2 inches wide, not unlike the top bun of a sandwich. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's just bread, straight bread. It's not like a legit pretzel where it, it's like a snack kind of vibe. Dude, it looks like a pretzel. Like it's got that golden brown gloss like it was in a tanning bed all day or a toaster bed. Mm-hmm. And it's got that flaky Malden salt. We know we everyone loves Malden salt, salt oh, on this, yeah. but hell yeah. But you know what? Interesting enough, pretzels have kind of like a more aggressive version of Malden salt. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean, it's like, kind of like a, it's like someone, you know, hiked an ice mountain or, mm. or a salt mountain and carved something out of it. Like, that's what it looks like. It's like a real aggressive just boulder of ice mm-hmm. or salt. I don't know why I keep saying ice, but that's what I think of when I see it on a pretzel. Well, dude, that pretzel is iced out with those, <laughs> those flakes, man. It is, it is rough. It is raw. It is like, it's natty salt, really, is what it is. It's oh, yeah. au natural, straight Himalayan, from the mine. Himalayan, you know? From the himalayans the roughest part of the world maybe yeah that shit is peak fam wow (laughs) so you could have a pretty delectable meal if you could take the malden salt and put it on the foot-long chocolate chip cookie 
Oh, Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like a little mouse trap for women. <laughs> <laughs> you can put that out and like women would sniff it out and come for it. I'm having I'm having a hard time picturing this pretzel footlong. Is this something you make a sandwich out of? So they're marketing it as a snack, which is insane to even call any like 12 inches of any food a snack. <laughs> but here we are. So it's meant to be eaten on its own. However, you could totally swap it for either the top or bottom half of your bun. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you could have, say the sandwich artist, cut it in half, huck, that, huck, huck the hood, and uh, we're going to swap it for this custom mod. I mean, more reason for Subway to carry butter. Because mm-hmm. imagine like slicing that open, getting some butter, then having them throw that in the toaster. I think that would be actually a perfect, perfect little snack. Dude, it's a great travesty that butter hasn't graced Subway's menu. <laughs> Can you believe that? I can't believe that. Like, what the hell? Maybe it's just hard to keep. You know what I mean? Like, the milk to go is in the fridge for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's true. But you know what? Butter is the most, ver- like, fle- adaptable, flexible? I don't really know. Resilient is the word, probably. The most resilient of all the, the dairies. dairies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're totally right. Because mm-hmm. that shit stays out. If you're yeah. French, like, you go to a French person's house, they got a block of butter like on the counter mm-hmm. and that's because they like finished the last block last night you know what i mean it's like every day is a new block for sure uh, but <laughs> even if you were consuming the butter at a slower pace it will outlive you the butter is yeah. a last yeah. man standing that's right so i gotta get bay on this on this train we gotta get a nice like le crusade like dish mm-hmm. for our butter mm-hmm. and then just put that right on the counter and keep that there every day because Nothing's worse than like trying to navigate a cold stick of butter. Here's my problem with <laughs> Le Crusade because many people like it. I'm sure many of the breadheads like it. I get it. Heritage brand. First people to kind of do the pot. <laughs> they <laughs> they the really pot did collection. the pot well. Yeah, they did the pot. They did all the all the pot accessories. But I think their color palette sucks. Every se- oh, absolutely. Both, both Evergreen, the core collection, and seasonal colors are all bad. Mm-hmm. They need an actual designer to come in like, I want the Rick Owens black Lacrosso set, mm. you know? So they don't have just a black one? I don't think... If they do, it's probably like a like a Mazda 3 style charcoal gray. <laughs> I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's probably like two or three colors that I would consider. White, obviously, mm-hmm. depending on the thing. Like if I'm getting a little dish to sit on the counter every day, yeah, let's just do a what, simple yep. classic white like dish. White. That's hygienic too. That's good. Yeah, people, see... people will be attracted to the butter. That's right. Or, and this is like the funky side of me coming out, I'd go for a little forest green. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That would look fresh. I think that would also contrast the yellow tint of the butter nicely. <laughs> it's literally the Subway palette. Oh shit, maybe that's why I like it so much. The I, old Subway the green, old Subway not the new green. shit. Yeah, so I currently am rocking a mint green butter dish on my counter. Oh, well, there you go. It's a very Great similar lines. shade to the yellow, so okay. they pair really nicely together and it has that kind of naturalness, so... That's where your head's okay. at, King. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that everything? Is there another one? There is one more <laughs> foot long snack. If you would like to brave it. Oh God! Is it's not a it's not a piece of fish, is it? Mm-mm-mm. Nope, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Branzino at Subway. <laughs> Dude, do they even make fish that big anymore? <laughs> I thought we overfished them, but no, we're going we're going south for this one, Eric. We are going okay. all the way to Mexico because Subway has culturally appropriated the footlong churro. Oh, shit, okay. I I could brave a little churro. Dude, this came out of nowhere for me. Like, Subway has basically 
forgotten its faux Italian roots completely. Mm-hmm. They're, they've thrown that doll down and they picked up Mexico as their new one. You're like, we're going to play with mm-hmm. the churro and the guacamole now. You know what? Churros, they had like a wave maybe in the early 2010s mm-hmm, of being mm-hmm. like ex- the most expensive and popular dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've kind of like plateaued a little bit. But I do think now they're having a bit of a renaissance die. Because in Hong Kong, I had a Michelin star churro. Whoa. That's right. This what? little place in Hong Kong, it's like, it, when you walk in, Ty, you could be anywhere in the world. The branding is so just accessible. Cool, cool. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with Hong Kong, but that's where it was. Like Subway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You walk in the Subway, I could, I'm transporting to Roma, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, dude, you're not in Rome. You're not in New York. You're in Subway. It is a world <laughs> in of itself. That's right. But yeah, man, this this uh, Michelin churro, you can get it all kinds of ways. You can get it dipped in Oreo, mm. Oreo sauce, chocolate sauce, maple, classic. You know what I mean? Any which way. And uh, buy two, get the third for free. At a Michelin star restaurant? That's an insane deal. Yeah. Is the value proposition of that incredible churro about the versatility of it? Like the m- many combinations you can make, the subway- subwayification of the churro? <laughs> Or is it actually about like the quality of craftsmanship of this elongated donut? I don't know, dude. All I know is I took a bite of that thing and I, I fucking nutted, bro. That shit was so good. <laughs> Damn. Like, I don't know what they did that to that shit, but the Oreo flavor absolutely cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, nice and crispy, warm, powdered mm. sugar. I guess cinnamon. I don't know. It was fucking mm. good. Damn, can I get a bite? Well, Eric, I, now that we've discussed it, I understand why the churro made the short list of footlong snacks because mm-hmm. of the dippability, mm-hmm. which introduces the versatility that Subway's clientele appreciates. Mm-hmm. So get this type. What if they, alongside the churro, introduced a variety of sweet sauces, potentially for dipping or for other use, let's just say, that opens up the whole dessert sandwich category oh dude you're making my tongue hard (laughs) (laughs) like we talked about this the other day with the cookie like why can't you you know dress up the cookie in some way Mm -hmm. but maybe with the churro because the churro lends itself perfectly to dipping even better than a cookie right yeah so i don't know this this could really open up like imagine like getting a full-on cookie (laughs) sandwich Mm -hmm. with plain white bread Mm -hmm. drizzled oreo filling Mm mm-hmm some Nutella, perhaps any, whatever you want, you know, dude, Subway is inching closer to an idea that we dropped probably episode two, which is a Subway dessert version, Mm -hmm. ice cream sandwiches only. That's right. They're, they're inching and I'm edging. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Two foot long cookies, churro in between hot fudge sauce, a couple scoops of Oreo ice cream, bing, bing, boom. You got lunch for fat people right there. (laughs) I just realized the cookie is the sandwich dessert. Mm -hmm. The churro is the hot dog dessert. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So what does that make the pretzel? Different league? Different league, I guess. It's strange that they would introduce this many new things at Subway, though, because then we can't, like, there's too many new variables. We don't know which one's actually going to be successful. I know. We're going to have to do a lot of prototyping. And (laughs) I'm so excited to see what we create, Eric. Me too. I think i'm going to try to first and foremost swap the pretzel bun with your regular bread and then assuming that goes well i want to try to work the churro into a sandwich <laughs> don't work the churro <laughs> <laughs> i want to work my way around the churro ty we have a few minutes left and i really really want to get this topic out 
because I've been look staring at this disgusting Instagram post on my screen for like the last 15 minutes. Oh no. And I have to talk about it now. Okay. Um, this is big news. Okay. McDonald's is going to open its first ever Cosmics restaurant this week. Mm. It's a spin-off cafe focused on snacks and coffee. Have you heard about this? So this is the, their McCafe concept 2.0? I guess so. Yeah, I did hear about this. I'm not into it. I think the brand is boring, and I think the concept feels outdated, and <laughs> I, I feel like they're missing a trend here. Like, do people do people want to go to McCosmics? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't have any interest. I don't think so either. It doesn't really feel like it's enough of a departure from McCafe to make it interesting enough to go to mm-hmm. other than the maybe exclusivity, because right now there's going to be 10 of them, nine of which are in Texas. Mm, so if you're not in Texas, then maybe there's like some novelty here. It's like, look at this strange logo on my cup that mm-hmm. no one else can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's It just feels like the same thing. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they innovate on this. Basically innovating a new way to kill us. I'm looking forward for them killing <laughs> off the whole project. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think so too. I, I feel like if McDonald's really wanted to do the cafe concept, I think they should have gone like way over the top highbrow. You know, like mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton cafe vibes. Triple down on unique branding. Like I want a little, like a little artisanal M pattern in my the foam of my latte. That would be cool. served in like. A really nice, like Jasper Morrison designed, like <laughs> latte cup by a server at McDonald's who's only wearing an apron and nothing underneath. Like I think that's kind of the vibe they should be going for if they want to make a cultural impression and also, I don't know, connect with consumers in an interesting way. This thing, this thing's so bland. I I feel like it, it's a worse version of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. When you phrase it that way, I'm even more confused because then I'm thinking like. Who is that even targeting? Me. Okay. Podcast host. Podcast host. Um, But if it's like, if you're trying to get at the high spend, low age market, Mm -hmm. which I think that's what you're saying. Like there's so many cafes that are already doing that and they have lineups out the door. Like, Mm -hmm. do you foresee people waiting outside of McDonald's for coffee? I feel like McDonald's has such cultural like reverberations that if they could make something that's truly buzzworthy people would want to participate in it think like travi patty like this doesn't feel like a travi travi patty moment at all <laughs> this feels like i don't know like it just feels like a corporate a corporate expansion you know second office mm-hmm. it does it does feel like a second office is this the essentials line for fear of god yeah maybe, maybe it's just a diffusion you know what i mean back to basics you're not standing in line next to People who are hungry for burgers when you're ordering a coffee in the morning. I did always feel like there was something kind of whack about ordering a coffee while like there's a dude literally eating a hamburger next to you. It does take away a bit of the je ne sais quoi of the uh, the Americano, you know? Absolutely. It's like, why am I sharing the drive through with a bunch of fat asses yeah. who are ordering like eight junior chickens for their four kids? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want my... I don't know, double double mm-hmm. in like a nice paper cup, and that's all I want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I if I'm spending four dollars on a half sweet vanilla latte <laughs> and the man next to me is getting twenty chicken nuggets <laughs> for five bucks, we should not be at the same restaurant. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't make sense. There's a conflict of interest there. I totally agree. So there is an opportunity for McDonald's to figure this out and offer a bit more of a compelling cafe experience. Mm-hmm. 
But I think all fat, like I think that opportunity is across fast food industry. Subway could step in. They have a Subway Cafe concept. There's one in Vancouver. It's so bad. It's awful. There's a Subway Cafe. Yeah, yeah. It's on Abbott Street by the stadium at Grace the other night. That's a cafe. It says Subway Cafe outside. <laughs> have you ever been in there? It's almost the same as a Subway. Just, just no seating, probably. There's just no seating. Yeah, it's just, and it says Subway Cafe and has a different logo everywhere. Interesting. This, this could be a case of a franchisee going rogue. Ooh, we could probably right report them to to HQ in Philly. Do you think that they have a franchisee license and they've <laughs> chose to deviate from the format, or do you think they're an entirely black market fraudulent subway? <laughs> Just stealing their logo. Mm-hmm. They they have way too many brand materials in store for me to think that they just like took the logo and ran with it. Like that's like more Budway territory. Yeah, yeah, you're real right. heads know, dude. But you could, in theory, there's enough subways in every city. You can go steal one thing from each subway and build your own. Like a couple <laughs> chairs from this location, the mm-hmm. garbage bin from this location, and on Facebook Marketplace, like there's a, a surprisingly high amount of like. I don't know, industrial toasters on there that are like from an old subway Mm -hmm. that went under. Mm -hmm. So with a few grand investment, you could probably build your own and it could be a perfect simulation. Mm -hmm. I even saw a subway mascot, Mr. Sub costume online (laughs) used the other day. I sent it there. I was going to show up to his house in it. Mm -hmm. I saw a, for free, the subway booth, the old style. That would be so cool. I really wish I had the means to pick that up and store it somewhere because that's a piece of history right there. That could be the recording booth. (laughs) Oh, shit. We could set that up, like, on your patio. You know what I mean? So cool, dude. (laughs) Hop in the booth with me. Have a bite. Wow. Well, King, that's all the topics I had. Is there anything else you wanted to get get off your palate? I could talk about Subway for another 300 episodes, Eric, but I'll save it for next week. Thank you, Breadheads, for joining us today. Arrivederci. <laughs> and uh, buonanotte. Ciao.